You can't just sit there when the Holy Ghost moves on you. You can't just look sophisticated and try to go through the normal routines. Jeremiah tried that. Jeremiah tried to contain it. But there's something powerful when he began to experience the Lord. He said, it's like fire shot up in my bones. And I'm telling you, I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost here today. I'm glad he's here. I'm so glad, so honored to have Brother Yandris, my good friend, at Abundant Life Center. Would you give it up? Give him a great big Abundant Life Center welcome. You may be seated. It is a high honor to be here. And among friends, I want you to turn the amps up up here. And uh, then I can hear myself and not kill myself. And everybody said, praise the Lord. So good to be with very, very, very close friends with uh, not only pastor but bishop. I feel very much at home. And before I get tonight, I'm going to talk about what I'm here for. And it's my heartbeat. Uh, We're going to talk outreach. But I want you to commit yourself to come out Saturday. And I just want one hour. That's it. Just one hour. Then you go to the mall. You can do your barbecues. Just give me one hour on Saturday. And that is 11 a.m. Everybody say 11 a.m. Say I will be there. Just one hour. That's it. And it's the most simple program It's the easiest you could ever, the shyest person could do it. The shyest. It is easy. So I want everybody to come because we need to to get a bunch of guests in here this this Sunday. We need to fill the place up. And it's been, I've been doing this program for 14 years. It has, it's, I've won, personally I've won 1,500 people in the last 13 years. Personally, not churches. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I tell you all about that. But um, so, you know, it was Jesus' heartbeat. And I don't need a scripture. We're not going to talk. I'm just going to talk to you tonight. And everybody say, praise the Lord. It was a few years ago. I was in the worst section of the city, of my city. And police officers don't go there. They got to have, they don't go there at night. It's where the murders happen, the drugs take place. They, they, they take police dogs. They don't, that's how bad this area is. But I did, I took my Bible and I started knocking on doors and I knocked on a door and these three men answered the door and they let me in. They, I said, I want to talk to you. I set my Bible on their dining table and we, I just went right to Acts 2.38, uh, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And uh, they, um, they went to the refrigerator and got a 24-pack of beer. And so they're drinking beer at the table, and they're just drinking it like this, Pastor. They're just it and throwing it in the middle of the floor. And pretty soon there was a big pile there. They went and got another 24-pack, and now their eyes are turning red and they're getting violent and they're cussing me. And I keep saying, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And then one of them went back to the couch, pastor. He sat down. He brought a, he 
he, got a, he reached underneath the couch and brought a tray out and brought it to the table. And it was, they started snorting crack cocaine. And they started cussing me and telling me how they're going to beat me up and destroy me. And I kept looking at that door and thinking, I think I could run faster to that door and get out before I think I could grab my Bible and run out that door before they could catch me. And I just kept saying, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, they cannot enter the kingdom of God. And I kept looking at that door, and they were getting more violent and vile and cussing and in my face. I thought, well, it's a good way to die, witnessing. And to make a long story short, them and their families and their wives and their children ended up coming to church three van loads every Sunday and they were baptized in Jesus name and filled with the Holy Ghost you plant the seed you're going to fill the house you're not going to do it with good preaching fancy preaching you want the miracles to happen on the highest level bring guests That's, they'll just automatically happen I promise you the anointing has a reason and a purpose to come in this building when you have guests here. It's not just us four and no more. That's, that's a, le a lower level of miracles. I've experienced miracles and signs and wonders by just bringing guests. That's when, when it shows up. So I, I do I just every day I take this in the Starbucks wherever I go. This is how I'm going to talk tonight. We're going to talk outreach because we need to be, that's why we're here. So I take this with me and I just set it down. Sometimes I don't even open it and I always attract people to my seat. They're always going to come and start asking questions. So I've won, in the last 10 years, I've won nine men to the Lord at Starbucks from this. But, on, but eight, was, eight of those was, was in one Day, I took my son Ryan with me, and it seemed like somebody else was there from the church. And we were sitting there, I had my Bible, and I noticed some people on the couch to my right, and they were, they, they were praying. So I went over there and I said, hey, do you guys want to pray together? They said, yeah, sure. There was eight men sitting on the couch. They were 19, 20, 21 years old. So they said, yeah, sure. So we, we, I said, let's join hands. We joined hands There was eight of them. There was at least two of us. And then I said, hey, you over there in those coffee, having coffee, you want to join us? Believe it or not, they joined the circle. And over here, another joined the circle. And I counted 32 in that circle in that big old Starbucks. Everybody except for the workers, we prayed. Just a generic prayer. God, touch our nation. God, help our nation. Just generic All eight of those men came to my church and was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And now they have families. And it's, and, and I mean, that was, that had to be 10 years ago probably. So it's just, it's go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come into my house that it might be filled. And everybody say, praise the Lord. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them. Whoa, whoa. All of a sudden we're talking about miracles. It's, it's connected with outreach. And everybody say praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. So uh, a few years ago, I was in Hollywood uh, pray, preaching for somebody, and we, uh, uh, the, the pastor said, you know, uh, Friday, Saturday night, Hollywood Boulevard is just, just, it's just full of people. They, they block it off. There's hundreds of thousands of people, he said. He said the, the middle lane, they just block it off and put cones out there, and that's where they arrest the people that are drunk. And every other building, at least on every block, there's a nightclub, there's a bar. People are just getting drunk. They're partying. They're just, they're in L.A. And they, you know, so I said, well, let's go pass out uh, flyers. And it was my, the worst experience I ever had until the end. I've never experienced anything like it. So I started handing out invitations. It was just like just people all over you, just, just running into each other. And so I would, I would hand somebody one of these, and they would just rip it up in front of me and throw it on the ground and just kept going. But you know what? I didn't give up. I just kept going. And, and so it, it went on for about an hour. And so I, I went, and I, I leaned against a big old building, and I said, God, I, here I go. And I opened my mouth. And I said, I said, except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of kingdom of God. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And it drew a crowd. I mean, they were coming and they were making fun of me. And one man walked up and he went, he spit in my face and there was a big loogie and I just, I just kept it there. I didn't wipe it away. I just let it run down my cheek and it grew a bigger crowd. Now I had a big crowd and I just kept saying, except a man be born. And then a man comes out to my, from my right, walks up to me. And that man said that the night before he was going to bed and he said, God, show me the truth. Show me the absolute truth. He said, I fell asleep. I fell asleep and I had a dream that a man would be on Hollywood Boulevard leaning against this very building preaching the absolute truth. And so I took him and two or three other brothers. We went to the church and we were about 2 o'clock in the morning. We baptized him in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. We need to get bold about this thing. We need to get fervent about this thing. We need, be, we need to get on fire about souls. He that winneth souls is wise. And that is the purpose of the church. That is why we are here is to win the lost. Come on, clap your hands up to the Lord, everybody, and shout hallelujah. I'm going to quote it again. Go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. And that is the Bible principle of winning the lost. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so a few years ago, Pastor, I bought a devil's costume. And people... Say, well, you didn't need the costume. We already knew. <laughs> and I kind of outgrew that costume. And when I go to Canada next month, I've got a place. They're, gonna, they're, they're fitting me in a bigger one. So it has a tail on it. It has the horns. And it has a cape. And it has a pitchfork. And so I've won a lot of people with a devil's costume. <laughs> and I paint my face red. 
And I was in Michigan. I was walking down the street with that. And I, I tell you the truth. The first weekend I used that on Saturday, 90 first-time visitors came to church. And the next week it was 92 that came to church with that devil's costume. And, you know, a lot of times I'll just go, I'll just go start preaching on the street corner and I'll have somebody in my devil. They'll be saying, don't, don't listen to that preacher. Don't pr- listen to that preacher. And it draws a crowd. And so I was walking by myself down a street in Michigan, Lansing, Michigan, and uh, I, was, I was getting close to this house. I saw this little boy about five years old, six years old. He was standing looking out the window, and I read his lips. He said, Mama, the devil's coming down the road. <laughs> and so by the time I got there, she opened the front door and had her little son standing right there next to her. I walked up to her and I said, I said, lady, don't ever take your son to Sunday school. Don't ever bring him to church. Don't ever teach him the Bible or pray over your food. They showed up to church that next day. And then I walked about a block from there. And it, in Lansing, Michigan, they don't have fences around their house. And I saw three women in the back. And they were sitting on a bench, and they were drinking that hard liquor. They just—they're about halfway done. And I walked—I walked in that backyard with that pitchfork and that devil's costume. And when they saw me, they went, "Whoa!" <laughs> "Whoa!" They thought, "Man, we've been drinking." I said, "You know what, lady? I said you need to finish the rest of that. You need to guzzle the rest of that." I said, "Lady, you need to drink. Come on, drink, drink more, drink more." Tears was coming down their face. And we had 90 first-time visitors show up. Whatever it takes, whatever effort we have to do, however dirty we have to get, however messed up we have to get, we got to get them into the building and fill the building up so that the glory of God can show up and the anointing of the Holy Ghost can show up. We need to baptize people. They need to be delivered and set free. I don't care if they're prostitutes, if they're homeless, if they're a mess, if they're divorced 10 times, they need to come inside this building and feel the presence of God. Let's everybody be soul winners. Let's everybody be bold and brave and get crazy about it. We need some crazies in the church. We need some aisle runners in the church. We need some people that initiate things and we can fill the building up over and over again. Clap your hands, everybody, and shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, in Tracy, California, when I first took that church, there was hardly anybody in there. I told them, I said, there is no way I'm going to preach by myself. And I averaged every Sunday, bringing by myself 25 to 40 first-time visitors to church. I'd go two hours before church. And I mean, I would knock doors. On one Sunday, I brought 108 first-time visitors, and I invited them that day. And so about four blocks from the church, and I don't want anybody, don't do this unless you get permission from pastor. Because I go out there a little bit too far. But I walked into this Catholic church. They were having an early church, like 8 a.m. And there was, had to be 400 of them there. And so I had these invitations, and it's the free bag of groceries. So I had them, and, I, and I'd say, hey, pass these out. 
they're in the middle of church. I said, hey, pass these out. Hey, hey, pass these. Pass this stack out. Pass this stack out. And I looked over. Pastor, there was two ushers coming toward me. And they weren't going to say anything because it was quiet in there. They weren't going to say a word to me. And so they started coming at me. And I just started walking a little bit faster and a little bit faster. I walked out the front door. And I walked down the street. And I turned around. They were still following me. I turned around another block. They were still following me. About three blocks later, they turned around and gave up. They started walking back. Well, when I saw them give up, I walked back to that Catholic church <laughs> and I put them on the car windows and I handed them out when they came out of church. Four families came to church that Sunday morning and all four were eventually saved and baptized and the all-powerful, all-powerful name of Jesus Christ because somebody went out into the highways and byways and compelled them. They didn't care what anybody thought. They were going to win somebody to Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. I know this is, this is not sermon. This is not Bible study. This is what we need. We need this more than we need the building. We need this more than clinging the building. We need this more than we had the song service. You need this more than you need a good sermon. We need to win souls. It's our purpose. The building's not going to go up in the resurrection. The pews are not going to go up in the resurrection. Souls are going to go up in the resurrection. It is the Father's business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so I know Pastor likes this story, so I'm going to tell it real quick. So across the street from the church, there was a hippie van, tinted windows. Should I tell this? Tinted windows. And when we got to church, I, we were there for about an hour before it started. I noticed there was people in the van. I mean, I couldn't see them, but it was shifting. So there were six men standing on the porch. And they said, I said, hey, you know what? I said, I guarantee you, whoever's in that hippie van, they're going to be in church today. I said, you guys just stand right here and you watch me. I'm going to go get them. I'll show you how big and bad I am. So I walked over there and I knocked on the driver's door. And I was inhaling just at the right time. When he rolled down that van, that window, <laughs> they had been in there for hours smoking weed. And the guy was going like that. He's, and when he wrote it down, I went, oh. and he was like this. He goes, <clears throat> his eyes were almost completely swelled shut. He goes, <clears throat> he could barely look at me. <clears throat> and the other guy on the other side, the pasture side, he had a big pipe with a ball in the middle, and he would go, <clears throat> I don't think he even knew I was there. <clears throat> After about five minutes of witnessing to them, I turned around and said, oh, my God, I'm high as a kite. What is wrong with me? I started walking across back to those men, and they're pointing at me, laughing at me. I never smoked weed in my life. I mean, five minutes of that, and they've been in there for hours. And they said, are you hungry? I said, yep, I'm hungry. And I started laughing, and... Sister Krogan, I laughed for the next two hours. I couldn't stop. My stomach hurt. I kept trying to write down, please take me to the hospital. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I sat clear in the back. We couldn't have church. I was the only one there that could emcee or preach. And my wife just tried to do it anyway. She was sitting up there on the organ singing, singing at the cross, at the cross. Where? And I'm back there going, <laughs> just dying laughing. But I said all that to say this, we got to get our hands dirty. We get our hands into the 
dumped into the dirt and the mud and the muck when everybody let God sort it out. Just bring them. Just bring them. It don't matter who they are. If they're messed up, that's who we want. He's come to heal the brokenhearted and fix those that need fixing. Go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. If Pentecost is lacking in anything, it's winning souls. And that's the thing that God wants the most. It's his heartbeat. Hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And everybody say, win souls, win souls, win souls. Win the souls. Hallelujah. So I was, I was in, uh, I went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and I was supposed to be there, be there for three weeks. I started doing a soul winning revival. And I ended up being there for six months at the Blackman's, and he's been here many years ago. Preached right here and was, I think he was your dad's assistant or something like that. So I was supposed to be there for three months. We ended up six months. And we ended up, every service, we had 25, 40 first-time visitors. And so I had the van, and I was with Darren Blackman. And we were driving down that long boulevard, Pigeon Forge, and then it goes into just that, all the way to Gatlinburg. And we were coming up on this. I, I said, Darren, there's a man there walking right there. Let's, I said, I call them drive-bys. I jump out. Somebody drives. I jump out and start witnessing to him. So I jumped out. His name is Will Chambers. He had long gray hair way down to here. Long gray hair, 68 years old. I wish I took pictures. 68 years of age. Uh, so he gets in the van. He comes to church. We, Darren Blackman baptizes him in Jesus' name. He comes out of the water. He, he gets dried off. He comes up to the front. He said, I want to talk to the church. He said, I, was, I, I got hooked on drugs. I was a radio host for the Knoxville, Tennessee radio station. I don't know which one. He said, I got fired because I got hooked on drugs. He said, I was walking down the road. He said, and he, he had a gun. He said, I took the gun. I put it to the temple of my head. And I said, that's it. I'm going to just end it right here. I can't get off these drugs. He said he was ready to pull the trigger. And something behind him started pulling his coat. Just started pulling his coat. And he turned around. There's nobody there. And that's right when we, we pulled up. And I jumped out of the van and asked him to come to church. He came to church. And God set him free. Because that's what we do. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. This is a this is a, a hospital. This is a, a this is a, a, a place where they get wound and their cuts and their bruises and their suicidal thoughts and those demons come out. When we bring them to church, God will show up and heal them and miraculously do signs and wonders and heal heal whole families. Clap your hands, everybody, unto the Lord. Everybody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. So at this same place, at this same place in uh, Pigeon Forge, I, on a Saturday night, kind of toward evening, I pulled up to these apartments. I said, man, I got to bring some people to church. I saw 13, this is 2012. I, I saw 13 kids about the ages of 10 to maybe 13 14 years of age. They were just kind of playing together. And I got out of the van, and Sister Grogan, I kept thinking, when I was walking to them, I, I just thought, man, how am I going to get them to come to church? 
And so I opened my mouth. And when I opened my mouth, I still didn't know what I was going to say. And I said, I finally said, hey, if you guys will go to church with me in that church van. It had the logo on there. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a bag of candy, each one of you. They said, okay, we'll go. And the parents gave permission. I pull up the next day. So we got 13 kids, 10 to 13, filling up just a little building. So I, I didn't care. So the next Sunday, 26 of them came. They started telling their friends. 26 kids about that age came. And it's the same apartment complex. The third Sunday, none of them came. So I pulled up. I pulled up a few days later. I said, hey, man, what's, what's wrong? What happened to you guys? They said, and this never happened. Our, our, our Baptist church did the same thing for us, and that's the church we go to. I said, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll beat that. I'll get you guys each a bag of candy and a free hamburger. A hamburger. And when I got in that church van, I thought, what is wrong? I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, what is wrong with you? Are you nuts? Are you crazy? I pulled into Burger King right there in Pigeon Forge, and I talked to the manager, and the manager said, hey, I'll tell you what I'll do for you guys, for your church. He said, I will donate 100 free hamburgers every Sunday. You know what? I, I left there, and that was eight years ago. Black, Darren Blackman shot me pictures of those kids now are adults, and they're getting married, and they're still in the church today. Because if we plant the seed, they will come to church. I said, if we'll plant the seed, they will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, uh, just a few more and I'm going to stop because we got a lot to do. I want to tell you something. We started doing this. I, I took a church that only had nine people in it. In six months, I was running 150 from what I do, from what we're going to do Saturday. I was running 150, and I've filled it up two or three times because they come and they, they kind of do this. So I've done it at least three or four times, and I've done it all over the nation. It's absolutely, and I'll, t I'll tell you, so there was, a, there was a, a wealthy man that showed the church in Brother Blackman's church, and I was already there for three or four months, and he showed up, and we didn't know who he was. He had one of those free bag of groceries deals on. And this is so typical. I want everybody to listen. This is so typical. He sits back there, and he, said, he met us in the office afterwards. He said, the reason I'm here is he said, we, your church is one mile exactly from Dollywood. And he said, We've been, I got this, and I showed Dolly Pardon what you guys are doing. He said, she, she wants to bless this church. She said, he said, and I am connected with the city and the city is going to let you use their city buses on Sunday to go do what you're doing and pick people up. Always when you do this, God comes through and blesses on a high level. And the whole church, there's a, I feel the Holy Ghost now. There's a corporate blessing that just comes over the whole church. Because when we, when, when we, when we go after them, God will give us people that everybody wants. When we go after the prostitutes and, and the messed up people and the people that nobody wants, and we say, oh, they stink, they're no good. When we go after them, God always makes it up somehow, Some. Let me tell you something. When I was uh, about a year, year and a half ago in Tracy, a man, the wealthiest man in Tracy pulled up. His name is Mr. Sandu. 
Mr. Sandu, he owns, I think, the most more almond orchards than anybody in the United States, or it's like in California. I don't know which it is. But he showed up. We didn't know who he was. He got a flyer. His son shows up in a brand-new Lamborghini, and they come to church, and they're sitting there, and they said, hey, we've been watching what you're doing. They wrote a check to the church to do outreach for $30,000. For $30,000. It always happens that way. You don't know what's going to happen. When Jesus won the woman at the well, she went out and got the whole city stirred up, and the whole city was, was saved because of the woman at the well that was a prostitute. We could go on and on. The prodigals came home because he was hungry. We could talk about Acts 16, the jailer. Because of that, there was a whole city that was won. When we go after the jail, the people that are in jail, when we go after people that are prostitutes, God always comes through with a great miracle. And everybody say praise the Lord and clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. We want this place packed out. We want every pew. We want to have to start bringing out chairs. He that winneth souls, that's an eternal reward when you win souls. So I was in Bakersfield, California, and we were, I was doing this whole program, and the pastor and I, we were dressed up like this, and we, I said at the last minute, I said, let's just go try to see if we could fill up your van real quick. So we went out, and, and really, church was getting started. We just said, well, we're going to stay out there until we fill the van up. We didn't care. So we went under a bridge, and there was a homeless woman that was sitting up, up against the concrete, and she was just homeless and drugged out. And she said, yeah, I'll come with you guys. She left all her stuff there, and she got in the van. We drive the church, and I, this is going to be hard for you to believe. We had 250 first-time visitors there. Because we didn't, everybody in the church showed up on Saturday. That's what happens when everybody shows up. So we had 250. We only had 100 bags made up. So this lady started coming every Sunday, every Sunday. Well, you know, eventually I left. So I'm going to say three to six months later, that pastor calls me on the phone. He said, you're not going to believe what happened. I said, what? He said, that lady came to church in a brand new fully loaded Cadillac, and she drove it to church. And I said, what are you doing? She said, well, I was at my home under the bridge, homeless, and the detectives found me, and she said, they said, you have inherited multi-millions of dollars. That lady comes to church, pays her tithes and her offerings to the church and starts buying the church limousines so we could go pick up people so they could get free bags of groceries. You don't tell me God's not in the soul winning business. You want to see miracles happen? You want to see it happen not on a common level, uh, just a regular level? I don't want to have common church. I don't want to have regular church. I want to bring them in and see what God will do. You know what? He'll heal your cancer. He'll heal your sugar diabetes. There will be so much power in this church. Nobody has to even preach a sermon. They will come and be saved and sanctified. That's how you get the anointing coming in. It's always connected with soul winning. Miracles and signs and wonders are. Everybody say praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. 
So I'm driving in Madera, California, and I'm just, I'm trying to close up. I've got endless stories, but I'm just driving down uh, Madera, California, and it's dark, and I'm looking for an address, and I can't see. There's no lights on this. It's like a dirt road, dirt, dirt street, and so uh, this man comes out. He's 19 years old. He comes right up to my window, and he said, hey, uh, what address are you looking for? I said, well, such, such address. We started talking, and we talked and talked. Come to find out. He was a pastor of a church in Madera, California. And so we connected the next day, the next day, and I showed him the oneness of God, Jesus' name, baptism. So I started preaching in his church. I preached in my church in Merced on Sunday morning and Sunday night in his on, in, in the middle, right, about 2 o'clock service, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock service. Six months later, we baptized the whole church in Jesus' name, including the pastor in Jesus' name, just because I'm always looking for souls to win. I'm always focused on who can I win? Who can I get to come to church? It doesn't matter who they are. If it's a pastor, if it's a, if it's a woman at the well, it doesn't matter. I want them in the church. I want them saved and sanctified. Let's all stand to our feet. and Everybody say praise the Lord. I just want to close with one more thing. Pastor Grogan, the thing that changed me, really, I I want you here Saturday. You have nothing to fear. The thing that changed me, I was a meat cutter in high school, and I was 19 years old, I think, and I was cutting meat, and I was in the back. It was a little shop, just kind of a custom cut. It's custom cutting. We just mainly do ranchers cutting. So I was back there. I had my gloves on. I had a lot to do. And, I mean, I was overwhelmed with a lot to do. And I was back there just sawing, cutting, just busy. And the, and the owner's uh, son drove up in his Jeep. And I think he was about 16 years old. And I heard the Lord say, go witness to him. Invite him to church. And I said, well, I'm busy, man. I'm just, look at this. I'm going to be here for 12, 14 hours. So it's what I said in my mind. And then I heard that voice say, go witness to him. Go witness to him. I finally took my gloves off, my smock off. I went outside. And Brian, his name's Brian Mercer. Brian kept talking to me and wasn't giving me a chance to say anything. I used that as an, as an excuse. I went back in there started cutting meat. Half hour later, his dad called me, frantic on the phone, said Brian was running down Alexander Street. He was just jogging, running. A drunk driver who I sat by in high school came on the wrong side of the road and hit Brian and threw him, I don't know how many hundreds of feet. He's in the hospital on a respirator. He may not make it. And when I I just shut everything down, I ran up to that hospital and I grabbed Brian. He was barely hanging on the life. I said, Brian, forgive me for not telling you and inviting you to church. And he died. And that, that, that changed my whole life. I have been, that, every time I go outreaching, I think about that. I could have won him. He had talked about it. But he died without Jesus. And it made me a soul winner. I want everybody to lift their hands right now up to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, everybody. Everybody, everybody, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. However it takes, God. I'm not going to just come in here for myself. I'm not going to come in here just to hear a sermon by myself. Go home all by myself. Not going to do it, Lord. It's not going to be just me. It's like the Titanic, God. There's all those, all those lifeboats took off. And they just, most of them were just half full. And as long as they were, people were screaming, say, turn those lifeboats around. But they just kept pushing them away from that big Titanic. As long as I'm saved, you could just go ahead and drown in the ocean. As long as I'll just keep pulling, just just as long as I make it, then that's okay. I'm not going to have that kind of attitude. I come to church with a visitor. I'm going to knock doors. I'm going to bring souls to church. I'm going to turn the city upside down. I'm going to go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in that my house may be filled thank you Jesus I want everybody to make their way up to the altar just right now everybody 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 come on everybody I want everybody come on I want everybody I want you to talk to Jesus about who you could win to, to church who you could bring revival starts with guests revival starts with visitors. Come on, everybody. That's it. God, give me a burden for the lost. Let it consume me, Lord, like nothing else, God. Give me a burden, Lord. So sorry I didn't tell Brian. Come on, everybody, everybody. God, give me a burden. I release it in Jesus' name. Let's get bold. Give us that boldness, Lord. They had in the book of Acts. That's it. Come on, that's it. That's the number one purpose of the church. The number one purpose of the church is to win souls, bring guests. Number one is not preaching. Number one is not singing. Number one is not ushering, but winning souls. That's number one. God, give them a burden. Give them a burden, God. Let it burn, Lord. They're lost. They don't know that there's a heaven. They don't know there's an eternity. They don't know there's a delivering power. They don't know it. Let's tell them, Lord. Let's tell them, God.
Come on, they don't know. There's a lake of fire. They don't know it. They don't know there's an eternal heaven. And you could be baptized and wash away your sins. They don't know that. They don't know about Calvary. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. They don't know that. They have no idea. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Now, just real quick, I, I got to, I feel like I, I got to have some commitment. First, I just want you for one hour, I'll explain everything to you. If you're nervous, you don't have to be nervous because we, we're going to go out by twos. And I just need one hour for you. It's, it's the easiest program. And I'm going to stay out all day, but I'm going to be with you for one hour. So I'll tell you all about this Saturday. How many will give me one hour Saturday? Raise your hand. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. How many give me one hour? One, two, three, four. I need more than this. Five, six, seven, eight. I need more. Nine, 10, 11, 12. Come on, let's, let's get it. 12, 13, 14. Come on, let's get it up to, let's try to get up to fit 20 at least. Come on. Let me tell you what happened. I was just in Temecula. There were 60 of us that showed up. You know how many showed up Sunday morning? 63 first-time visitors. Because when we have a lot of people, we get a lot of people. I brought eight by myself. So we could, we could do it. I just, I did it in, in Tracy a few months ago. We had 34 first-time visitors. And then 14 the next week. It goes up and down. Okay, we got, we got 14. T talk to other people and see if they'll come. How many would do that? And I'll explain to you. It's easy. There is not, not a bad door that you walk, you, you knock on. That's how easy it is. Because, and I'll explain. Because you're not even t talking about church. 